permission. Boy, it's been a little bit since we've been here. Right now, I'm just getting in. Just turned this on record. Uh, huh. Oh, holy moly. I uh, haven't got yet the chance to set up. So welcome to Racer's Alley here in the uh, mission of Mutiny Radio. And uh, let's give us a couple of seconds. We're going to put on a tune here again. Uh, just getting here. And um, yeah, let's throw something on the air. That that should be better. All right, let's talk for a few more seconds. Anyway, uh, we're back here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission, uh, Ra Racer's Alley. Um, all right, I'm still trying to get set up so my head's not together here yet. But we are going to have a couple of guests uh, from the uh, California Street Bike Racing Association and uh, also uh, Zach Dave checking with us. So uh, we will be back shortly. Let's get some music on and uh, let me get my shit together and welcome to Racer's Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Here we are. Cheers. <laughs> Oh, dude, on alcohol. Oh, what's Rock doing? Oh, he's living with his mother. How about James? He's gone straight.
are you are. Welcome here to Racers Alley at Mutiny Radio here in the heart of the mission. Uh, let's see here. Why isn't our mic working? Any mics working? Hello, hello. I believe mine is. How about yours? Did you flip your switch maybe when you're cleaning it up? Did that happen? Is there a little push to talk? Why don't you take mine? <laughs> All right. Technical difficulties. Our first show in quite a while. Uh, welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, we're here at Beatney Radio. Uh, Wade Boyd's here. Milk Crate Brian's trying to help fix my mic. And uh, we should be uh, able to, uh, I guess, sort this out in a second. Uh, Milk Crate, let's put on another tune and then we'll, we'll get this actually rather than running wires everywhere. Sure. And uh, so we're going to run another tune. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. <laughs> and uh, we'll get our uh, ship afloat here in a second. Yeah.
right, welcome back to Racers Alley, and look, we got our mic fixed. Yay! All right, so let's see here. We got uh, Brian, uh, Milk Crate Brian, and Milk Crate, uh, I'm sorry, Wade here. <laughs> hello, hey hello. It's great right. to be back. I'm all scattered here. Yeah, so, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at BB Radio. So, boy, uh, I looked it up, Wade. Uh, we are two and a half years in. We've been, we're almost, uh, wow. yeah, at least Wow, two and a half. that's a long time for us to be doing this show. It is a long time for uh, us doing this show. And uh, this year, uh, I guess 2021, we're going to start fresh. And, um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to have the uh, Classic Superbike Racing Association call us in, uh, call him in. Uh, Kevin's going to give us a holler and let us know exactly uh, what the organi organization's about and uh, especially uh, what's coming uh, up with the schedules and uh, what you exactly need to qualify. Actually, I think, uh, don't you have an old inline four, Wade? Inline four, yeah. <laughs> I, I got one. We got one somewhere. Yeah. I got uh, What's the age limit? I think they're 82. We'll have to ask uh, the boys over there and uh, see exactly what the specifications are. They don't are. let you run a boxer for, do they? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> you take my gold one. Oh, boy, that would be, yeah, actually, it's 78, right? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, so uh, the Classic Superbike Racing Association is going to be calling in, uh, Kevin. And uh, also uh, later in the uh, show, uh, track days uh, down south. Uh, Dustin's going to be giving us a holler. Uh, there are a lot of track days going on right now. And uh, I'm going to try and get uh, each of them to give us a holler, let us know exactly what's going on with their schedules, their programs. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, they all have different tracks uh, they, they go to. And uh, nowadays, I mean, we do have a lot of tracks to choose from. Uh, I think... Uh, Thunder Hill now has more than one uh, one yeah. way to, to run it, uh, forward, backwards, and they even and the extended uh, track yeah, out there. Yeah, two tracks. Two tracks. And, uh, Button Willow's having two tracks, too. Apparently so. And uh, that'll be nice to talk to Dustin with the uh, track days uh, to see exactly what Button is doing. I hear they've got some changes going on, possibly a new series. And uh, like you mentioned, they got a got a got a different course rolling yeah. out there, which will be really fun. So uh, as far as the racetrack goes, uh, you know, here in California, we're pretty lucky. Uh, we do have a few to choose from. And uh, I do want to get a hold of the uh, Chuckwalla Valley Raceway folks. Uh, I hear uh, they're doing a lot of racing. I think I just saw recently they, they had, uh, I think, maybe their first race in February or something like that. And uh, they're fast, fast folks out there. So uh, they're, yeah. they're breaking track records on that course. Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to hear more about it. So uh, hopefully in the next couple of shows here, we'll uh, hear from the Chuckwalla Valley Raceway folks as far as uh, what their program is and uh, all that fun racing going on out there. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not close, actually. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of the farther tracks. Uh, uh, yeah. It's so in California, though. It is in California. If we uh, live down south, it'd be easier. But uh, can't have everything. And at least you can still get there in the same state, which is really, really yeah, cool. It's mostly like the L.A. crowd. Goes out there and yeah, exactly. That's that's what I what I, that's what I see. And uh, also, you know, uh, as far as out there, they got Willow Springs up in the in the hobby, so it's a little bit different. So and they got a, got a few courses. And Willow Springs has two tracks too, the big one and the small one. Yes, exactly. And, and a uh, track, Streets of Willow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, the, the little guys. So uh, it'll be interesting to see also if Track Days does uh, uh, Willow as well, uh, being down south and all. But, uh, yeah, so we hope to hear from those boys. As far as uh, what's going on here in San Francisco, uh, we're still under COVID and such. And as usual, you know, uh, we'd love for all of you for, uh, to support your local businesses. Uh, right now, Tokyo Moto is still going. 
Uh, they're open Monday through Friday between 9 and 3. So if you need any service done, uh, Tuesday actually through Friday between 9 and 3. Uh, so if you need any work done on any of your bikes, anything like that, uh, please visit your local shops if you need any parts like that. Uh, Desmoto's out there as well. They're, they work on the Ducatis and BMWs. So it's always nice to know. Got a couple of shops to go to here in the San Francisco. Uh, as far as uh, tires go, uh, uh, wait, we still got uh, Moto Tire Guy up and running, yep. right? Yep. yep. So uh, you need any tires done, uh, give way to holler at Moto Tire Guy and, uh, you know, make an appointment and get some rubber changed, you know. Uh, like I said, uh, it's very important right now to support your local businesses. Uh, right now, as far as Yamahas, Berkeley Honda Yamaha, you know, I like uh, Scotty and Carl. Uh, they've helped me out over the years. They sponsored me racing, so they're still out there, and it's, it's nice to know because uh, – San Francisco, you know, uh, we're losing more shops uh, every year, especially with uh, things even harder now. So, uh, you know, it's important to, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, support your local businesses. Uh, whoa, uh, talking about that, how's uh, Christine over at uh, Berliner Berliner? Uh, she's doing pretty good. Um, the, the bar is open again. They're, 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 they're pumping it. Um, they're, they're open uh, four days a week, something like that. Nice. But yeah, they go till 8 o'clock. Um, every day well as far as you know that uh, you know the restaurants are starting to d a different tier here now so uh, soon they will be able to open at 25 percent capacity and such and uh, i think uh, uh actually uh, milk crate uh, you're at molotovs uh, every now and then slinging yeah i'm at molotovs as a uh, tried and true employee and doorman <laughs> of molotovs molotovs is open um it's unlikely i think that even for us once they do allow indoor that we're going to let people inside because 25 percent capacity of 49 people <laughs> is not much yeah, it's um, not worth and we fit about that many in the parklet but molotovs is open almost every day from 4 till 9 or 10 p.m depending how swinging it is and once they get rid of that 10 p.m curfew that they might even be open later Nice. Uh, yeah, so come down and grab some food from Berliner Berliner, eat it in our parklet, um, buy some drinks. Yeah, and, and enjoy the times, you know, that's very, very important, to, especially now to, yeah, just try and have a good time whenever we can, right? <laughs> yeah, so what's the deal about the time limit? So that's as long as we're still in the purple tier, my understanding is that San Francisco is not allowing restaurants or any non-essential businesses to be open past 10 p.m., so you can go to something like a Safeway after 10 p.m. or a Walgreens, yeah. but restaurants, any bar that's serving food and is thus open, retail stores, all of that has to be closed at 10 p.m. or London Breed uh, sends the Gestapo at you. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I guess uh, that being said, they kind of, for restaurants, it's such kind of hard, so they got to kind of uh, stop serving around 9 and such to clear all that yeah. out. Exactly. The yeah. streets are dead by 10. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the bars on Hate Street are closing more around 9. And I know because at Molotov's, we get the scragglers where they get kicked out of some place at 9. <laughs> and we're the only place that's still yeah. open. I've been changing tires, and at, at 6 o'clock, everything's dead. All the bikers went home. Everybody went home, went to sleep, whatever. I don't know what they're doing. But, yeah. So as soon as the, the time changes, it, it's going to get better. Yeah. yeah. Once the sun's out longer and – that, 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 that's true and i think uh you know uh, hopefully as time goes on uh, of course everyone will get vaccinated and you know uh things will get a little bit more normal you know that'll be nice uh talking about that uh weight i saw uh this weekend looked like a really nice ride out there a yeah lot of bikes out there uh, it was really nice in was. california we've been uh, rather blessed actually uh, with our california weather compared to the rest of the states who are all mired in snow or uh, other 
horrible weather. Uh, boy, we have perfect riding weather. I, I saw the pictures. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really, really nice out there. And uh, There's another one this weekend, too. Awesome. <laughs> exactly. I got tomorrow off work, and I'm going to go ride up to Port Costa, I think, up to the Warehouse Cafe. Oh, awesome. A friend of mine, right you know, tear it up in Tilden Park. Yeah, that's a great, great way to spend a Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah especially, uh, like I said, the uh, weather's been beautiful here. As far as uh, riding goes, uh, Wade, uh, you, you on the R1? or? Uh? I've been going back and forth, but yeah, I'm on the R1 again. Um, blew it up. Got a new motor. Uh, took three weeks to dial it in, and um, I'm ready to go. Nice. So uh, a, a, a proper motor swap then. Yeah, it's uh, it's supposedly supposedly I, I got the bike it was a fifteen. Uh, all the videos said, "Oh, R one fifteen. Oh, it's the biggest. It's the best. It's the blah 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 blah." And then uh, when I blew it up, the <laughs> uh-huh. goes, "Oh, why didn't you say you got a fifteen? You should have got a sixteen. They fixed it in sixteen. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate it when that happens. So Boy. I bought a sixteen motor. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it takes it takes care of the problem. Yeah. There you go. Drop it in. Call it a day. Yeah, yeah. it didn't look like. Uh, I mean, when you the, the picture with the motor out, it, yeah, it's it small. Looks <laughs> like two identical motors sitting there. Little little things there. Uh, there's four bolts holding it in, but there's a lot of there's some clippies that go this way, and the the clips they push, you pull, you. They, they, they come on, make up your mind which way you go. <laughs> and there, gotta go there's go. one torque on on it, and it's on a starter, and it's the hardest thing to get to down under everything. You gotta you gotta be there, do it, and then build it, and not forget anything. Um, wow, start okay, start yeah. over, start again. <laughs> yeah, I, I end up. Uh, it was a sensor, uh, the throttle sensor. It, it was on supposedly, and then the light came on, and it turned out to be throttle sensor. Saying that it's a throttle sensor. What? The TPS. Yeah. The so you plug. take stuff apart, take it apart, take it apart, and then <laughs> look at that. Unplugged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> click. Oh. oh. Okay. So now we feel better, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got to put the whole thing back together again. Yeah. Right on. Well, I'm glad to see you rack up and running, and uh, yeah, it's always nice to actually. Uh, have it actually uh, start up, and especially on a, on a newer bike you've had. Yeah, and oh, and so I get it all done, and so we're, we're feeling really good, and, and it won't start. Oh. It'll turn over, but it won't start. Wah, wah. It's a little slow, but, but it, it should start, and no way. It's got a cute little lithium battery, and if you don't have a new battery, it won't spark the spark plugs. Oh, my God. Uh, well, you Everything on it's electronic, so you had to have a certain amount of power in there. Yeah, to make so, it happy. So then I'm like, okay, I I I, I got it and everything. And it's like the little little magic box is just gonna work. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and so I borrowed one, and it did work. So I wrote it, and then I got a new battery. I had it delivered out on a ride and everything. We we switched batteries right on a spot. What are you doing? You we're switching batteries. This one doesn't belong to me. And you can have it back. It actually worked. We plugged in a new one. It's just, it's got plenty of juice. It's just, the uh, the coils are on the spark plugs. And it uh, it has enough spark to spark that uh, uh, used or whatever battery. That it just doesn't turn over far enough. doesn't have enough juice to spark the click. spark plugs. Interesting. Huh. 
Just wah, 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 wah. And everything's electronic nowadays. Yeah, so and you, the, the other ones guess. go wah, wah, boom. <laughs> oh, oh. So, so, so this one actually, you have to have full full charge. You can't uh, push it or. You know. Oh yeah, so I'll, um, you can push it. <laughs> For a while. But I go, no, I'm not pushing it again. There was one place where I had to get somebody to push me. The other places, the the at the at the um, the first the first stop where we start from on the ride, there's a little hill about three degrees over there, and you can get a roll at it, and it was just. Oh, and it just paddle your feet. Fired, yeah, fired right up. Whoa. But the gas station, this was second, first stop, no problem. The gas station, there's one degree. There's not enough uh, hill. Uh, and I cannot push my and, – and ride and run and hop on the bike with an arrow stitch on. I, I just can't do it. <laughs> so I got to get somebody to push me, which was kind of was no problem. But Still. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not doing that again. So I just believed – in the magic battery. You know, it could be worse. I hear these new electric bikes, like the Harley-Davidson Livewire, they've got two batteries in them. You've got the main battery that runs the electric motor, and then you've got another 12-volt battery that is Start. derivative off that, and that's for the headlight, and it also powers the computer. Now, a guy that I oh. know that took one of these for a test drive, he was doing a range test to see how far he could physically get on the bike, and he ran down the main battery. And he went and he pulled into a charging station and he took a nap and charged it for six hours, like they say. And he went out and the damn thing wouldn't start. <laughs> and he had to call Harley Davidson and they told him, no, what happened is since you ran the battery out, you also ran the auxiliary battery out. So in order to even get the bike to charge the big battery, you have to go have the little battery charged first. So he had to go to AutoZone, buy a new little 12-volt battery, uh, put it in, and then wait another six hours because the computer has to manage the, like, voltage that goes into that giant, you know, nuclear reactor battery that's under the bike. Wow. Uh, yes, modern technology. You know, there's always a trick, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting to change tires on one of them, whatever, anything electric, whatever. They're going to – nobody's – they're going to run out of rubber. They're going to have to change them tires. Oh, yeah. So You just haven't seen one in the shop yet, though, no, huh? No, I haven't. Also, yeah. you're, you're probably going to have to use some odd socket, like the one that you never use, the number 13 or, you know, number 15, because that's the cheapest, cheapest yeah. they can get the parts for. Yeah. Odd, odd wow, socket. this is a weird how but they do that. Think about it, Wade. They're only really wearing those tires out like 60, 70 miles at a time. So they got to take the bike out, you know. It's true. They never really, I guess, 100 uh, times. Fry them. And that's a lot of charging. Well, yeah. you, you've been on the track on an electric bike, right? Uh, once upon a time, I, I rode the, the mile on in the dirt on an electric bike. Holy moly. <laughs> Did that even kick out? It was, yeah, it was, the, their, uh, it was a, their Pikes Peak bike. It was kind of like a single. And a buddy of mine went out, and he's always got a, he's got everything in a, on it. He's got a Honda 600, whatever, single, and. Um, I went out in front of him, and uh, when the black bike went by, I just like, don't let the black bike win or, or get away. <laughs> get away. <laughs> we had a dynamite time. Um, his bike was really fast, and it would actually out-top in me, but I could out-corner him. He would go by and go up on the high line and go like he's got horsepower, and I came up and went right up the inside and 
right. in front of the a front room at the apex. Linear but power. Yeah, <laughs> that that bike it actually overheated before the finish line. Um, if I I got back in by turning it on and off and stuff, but um, yeah, it was actually really quick. It did 80 miles an hour. Huh. Interesting. Well, they they say that's going to be the way of the future. I guess we'll see. You know, as far as uh, what we'll do. I, I personally don't like motors. Yeah, and, and a, li a little bit, but <laughs> you know, working in free when they freeze. Well, you just got to imagine when everything's electric, how many more people are going to be hit walking across the street? Yeah, you don't hear anything on those little things, right? I mean, uh, you've dealt with electric vehicles, haven't you? Yeah, I have a little bit. Um, yeah, you can't hear anything. I've heard some of the uh, the newer Teslas that are out have a little kind of like almost like a ringtone to the motor when they're going slow. There's a little like beep, 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 beep. I think <laughs> the I think the council for the blind got after them on it because they're just so dangerous. Yeah. Well, that's the deal. It's a race. you got to have a noisemaker. That's yeah. all there is to it. Well, imagine it's, yeah, you're walking in traffic, like going to the England or the Isle, and you look the wrong direction, and you walk in traffic, you know, that type of thing. Uh, I guess yeah. it'll be a, something new to look at. But uh, anyways, let's take a short break. We're going to have, uh, I guess, a call in in five minutes or so uh, with the uh, Classic Superbike Racing Association, and uh, we'll uh, start from there. All right. Uh, welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Cheers. <laughs>
Hey, hey, how you doing? Right on, Kevin. Uh, this tonight? is Alex here over at uh, Mutiny Radio here at uh, Racers Alley at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Uh, Kevin McGee with the Classic Superbike Racing Association here on the line. How are you? Terrific. How are you guys? Oh, doing great. We have uh, Wade Boyd here and uh, Bill Crate Brian spinning spin the tunes. Great to meet you guys. So uh, let's see here, uh, Kevin. Um, I guess I saw you on Facebook as far as the Classic Superbike Racing Association was posted. And uh, I definitely had a bit of interest there because obviously uh, we're old enough to know when the uh, Classic Superbikes were out there in the late 70s <laughs> and early 80s. And right. uh, all of a sudden saw this resurgence out there. Uh, what, uh, what, what's happening with that? Could you give us a little bit of background? Yeah, um, well, there was a group of us out on the West Coast with um, pre-1982 um, air-cooled superbikes um, looking for something to do as far as racing them. We're all ex-racers. Ex um, there's hundreds of years of racing experience on our grid. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, myself has started uh, racing with the AFM back in the mid-'80s, and I remember these watching the the old air-cooled superbikes, and a group of us uh, got together and decided to form a association, just of friends, and it kind of kicked off with, uh, in 2018, with an event with Moto America up at Sears Point, and we put on a race there, and from there, it's just grown with the AFM, and uh, of course, back with Moto America this past uh, fall as well. Yeah, I saw uh, uh, a post about, I guess, the Heritage Cup Series over at Laguna Seca. Yeah, last October, um, wow. uh, we we ran a race with um, uh, the national, you know, with Moto America down at Laguna Seca in the Heritage Cup um, to promote, you know, old vintage superbikes. There's a real historic component um, to what we what we ride and what we race um, with. Um, the national scene. So, Moto America invited us to uh, put on a grid. We had about 24 motorcycles wow. and a lot of a uh, lot of ex ex pros and on the grid and ex and bikes that ran in the original um, AMA um, Superbike Series back in the pre '82. So, so some not folks... only not only are we older, but uh, our bikes oh. are as well, of course, <laughs> and some of them have a real historic component to them, racing at Daytona and Laguna Seca back in the day. So. Well, that's awesome that uh, folks actually kept their old race bikes and uh, decided all of a sudden to throw some fuel in them and bring them back out. Uh, as far as old racers, uh, Wade and I are kind of old racers, and uh, we <laughs> believe there's no such thing as an old racer. You just keep racing, right? <laughs> yeah. but, well, uh, it does surprise people that how quick the bikes go, and uh, when we're re running with the AFM, some of the younger guys um, come over and like, wow, those things make a lot of noise because they're air-cooled, right? Um, the water-cooled bikes don't make quite the noise that we make, and they're often surprised at how uh, quick quick they're going. I mean, it's, it's kind of like riding a, a modern R6 as far as the power and the weight goes. Um, but with, of course, without the modern suspension or frames or um, ABS or any of the any of the rider aids. Yeah, as far as that goes, um, you mentioned uh, you know pre eighty twos, and uh, so they're all going to be air cool bikes. Uh, none of them water cooled. That's correct. So we okay. follow um, 
the original superbike rules um, up to 82. After in 83, of course, the interceptors came in and the water-cooled bikes and also AMA reduced the displacement size to 750 cc's. We do have a 750 cc class, but they are all air-cooled and our cutoff date is um, December uh, 1982. Nice. So yeah, we're not gonna see any wa water-cooled. We don't leak water. <laughs> that's, thing, right? that's great <laughs> um yeah. i guess uh so wade uh you run i guess in australia they have a, a vintage superbike class correct? yeah something like that yep. slightly different rules but up to 1300 um go fast stuff I and mean, i had to get an 82 to to qualify okay yeah, I was wondering, you know, if you've heard of that over in Australia as well. They've been running. Oh yeah, the the Phillip Island Classic, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, um, a, a fantastic race. The rules are a little bit more open there. We limit our motor sizes to uh, ten twenty five cc's, which is the original um, size capacity of AMA back in the day. Um, I think the Phillip Island race, which is what Wade's talking about, yeah. is. Um, uh, you know, maybe mo yeah. more modern forks and bigger motors, but I think the cutoff date still is 82 there, right? Yeah, it's 82, but the British show up with a million-dollar package. <laughs> it's totally different <laughs> from, from what, we're, what you're talking about. Uh, there's no million-dollar packages on our grid. There it's you go. It's about having good. a good time and celebrating yeah. some old motorcycles. There you go. I got a KZ-1000, and I couldn't find a million-dollar package. Yeah, <laughs> you still have that bike? But I, yeah, I made it look good. It's at Eric's place. I'm sort of sponsoring him with it, but it's not going anywhere except where it's going to get raced. And uh, well, our grid's perfect for a KZ1000. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So as far as uh, joining the Classic Superbike Racing Association, how does one go about doing that? Well, the entry the entry is pretty easy. <laughs> you can sign up on uh, Facebook um, at Classic Racing, uh, uh, Classic Superbike Racing Association there. Um, it's just a community of friends that got together. Um, there's no real uh, barrier to entry. And then, of course, you can become an uh, AFM member and um, go through their new rider school if you haven't raced before or you haven't okay. raced in a long enough period of time that you need to do the new rider school. Um, and then you're on the grid, and we're all there to help. We do um, – our guys do tend to help out with the new rider school there. Um, so we always have one of the older classic superbikes in the new rider school with AFM to help out anyone that um, – oh, well, we help out the modern guys as well as helping out anyone that comes with an old vintage superbike. But um, it's pretty easy to join. Uh, you need a, a pre-82 air-cooled bike under 1025 cc's it can be a twin a triple a, a four-cylinder a lot of japanese hondas kawasaki's and suzuki's are on the grid of course uh, nice. but we also have a moto guzzi um yeah. and we have a yamaha ah, okay. um, so it's pretty diverse um it's really about going out there and having fun that's awesome yeah uh, I, I was out there uh well i guess a couple of years ago now and uh yeah i remember getting passed by a, a, a classic super bike and a great sound and I, I do love looking at the bikes because uh they're all sorted nicely and uh yeah it looks it lo they look great and uh i do hope to see them out there again this year as far as uh schedules do you have a, a set race schedule this year or, or uh 
you attach yeah, with other do. clubs? Um, absolutely. So the AFM, uh, which is a fantastic race organization, whether you want want to ride an old super bike or ride a modern uh, modern bike, I mean they got their arms open and they're so available. But we approached the AFM uh, a couple of years ago, uh, made arrangements with them to get our own grid, and we have now uh, as of uh, 2020. And then going forward, 2021, we have what we call the uh, Saturday Superbike Shootout. And so on Saturdays, we run a race for um, our vintage our vintage Superbikes. And um, it follows the AFM schedule with our first event being round one down at Buttonwillow uh, on April 19th through the 21st. So we got Friday practice, uh, Saturday practice and racing, our superbike shootout. And then on Sunday, many of us ride in the, depending on if your viewers or your uh, listeners are familiar with it, we ride in the vintage race on Sunday with the AFM. And then also there's a class called Super Dino and 250 Le Legacy that are the bikes are um, legal to run in. So you can do a ton of racing. Wow, that's so great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that sounds but good. More importantly, it's the Saturday night hanging out with friends. <laughs> that's right that's what wade always says at the racetrack all the funds at the racetrack at the after the races uh, saturday and sunday uh, as far as uh, uh the other the heritage cup series you, you just tag on with them uh, when they come into town yeah so moto america um have the heritage cup uh series 2020 um unfortunately covid hit right and affected everything mm -hmm. so it was didn't get quite the traction we were hoping for, but we had a fantastic event down at Laguna Seca. And we're hoping that in 2021, although the, certainly the deal has not been done, that we'll be back with Moto America as well. But basically the Classic Superbike Racing Association is kind of a plug and play grid for any race organization, um, whether it be um, we're a good drag us in there or AMA or I mean, excuse me, um, uh, Moto America or Arma, anyone could, you know, we're, we're pretty cheap. Uh, <laughs> we just like to race our bikes and have a good time. Yeah. And uh, whoever lets you in kind of like the uh, sidecar <laughs> racing association, uh, if you can get in, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you've got extra time, uh, definitely go out there and do it for sure. Well, that's yeah, great. We don't have an extra wheel, but um, <laughs> I can uh, tell you like one. the sidecar guys <laughs> do. And we are pretty tied to the AFM. I mean, AFM has such great history being the oldest racing club in the um, in the country. They have just an amazing history. And everyone who was anyone that went to the world championships and obviously uh, um, national level all raced in the AFM and still do. So they were proud to be associated with the AFM. Can't be, uh, couldn't, couldn't ask for a better club. For sure. Uh, for our listeners out there, uh, AFM is the uh, Feder uh, American Federation of Motorcyclists. Uh, it's been here in California. Uh, I think it was probably it's the oldest one here, right, Wade? Yeah. As far as uh, clubs? Yeah, it used to be a north and south, but the south went, went away. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually since the late, you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, uh, but it's since the late uh, 50s, and it's the oldest club in the country. And they've been operating continually uh, since then. 
cool. Yeah, I, I believe uh, I believe you're correct. And uh, also, like you mentioned, uh, the phenomenal racers have come out of the organization. And uh, yeah, Wade and I have been been. Uh, I think anyone who's, who's raced here in the, uh, this part of the states has been part of the AFM at one point yeah. or another. Yeah, which exactly. Is, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, uh, definitely a great org organization. And like I always say, uh, support your turn workers out there because they're the ones who actually <laughs> make everything run. You know, without them. You know, you don't have to race to be involved. They have uh, memberships that are just simply to be fans. Um, you can get involved by doing turn working. Um, yes, support the turn workers. We For don't sure. get the race unless we have turn workers. So um, <laughs> they're a key component to um, any race organization. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, you know, you can be involved with um, registration, uh, uh, benevolent booth, uh Turn working, crash truck, unfortunately, and all kinds of ways <laughs> to be involved with the AFM. You don't have to go out there and race. And uh, it's great for uh, watching close action uh, racing as well as, uh, you know, uh, by getting involved as well, uh, you can decide if it's for you or not if you decide to go out racing in the future. It's, it's great to see everything up close. Also, the camaraderie, uh, basically, all the pits, like you mentioned earlier, Kevin, uh, all you guys uh, stick together with the super bikes, uh, help each other out, and of course, uh, want to do whatever you can to uh, make the club grow and uh, make it fun as you can, right? Well, motorcycles are a passion, right? And it's <laughs> a lifestyle and a passion for many of us. And so, yeah, when we want to, when we see someone that's new or we want to wrap our arms around them, uh, at six feet of distance, of course, <laughs> uh, at the moment, <laughs> but we want to we help them out and uh, uh, make them experience uh, motorcycling to its fullest extent. And it's, it's, wow, being on a racetrack, whether you do track days, which are fantastic, or you want to go, you know, bar to bar with people, um, it's the safest place to do it, not on the street. For sure. And uh, things are getting more crowded as we get older, apparently, as well. So that, that being said, uh, Kevin, as far as uh, track days, uh, as far as the Classic Superbike Racing Association, um, you, uh, I guess, can qualify for any track days at, at, at any of the courses, correct? Oh, ab absolutely, and many of our, some of our guys were just down at Willow Springs um, testing um, over this uh, past past weekend. They had a, nice. a track day down there, so yeah, you'll see the the, uh, the bikes out there, and uh, we have a couple competitors that started in track days with old uh, motorcycles. The instructors actually noticed them and say, "Wow, you guys are going pretty fast on these old rickety <laughs> things." Um, and suggested that they contact us. So, um, yeah, they've, they've joined the, the, uh, the fray, so to speak, and uh, cool. become members. Well, I think that's great. And, uh, yeah, I'll have to see if I can dig up a classic bike out there. And uh, hopefully we can get Wade out there running as well. Uh, I guess you mentioned your first race is going to be in April? Yeah, it's uh, AFM round one. Um, and it's uh, on Saturday the 20th will be our first race at Button Willow for the season. Um, I think there's uh, six or seven rounds this year with the AFM, and then we'll see what else uh, transpires. It doesn't take a lot to get out there on the bike, Wade. Wire <laughs> that thing up, put a belly pan on it, and let's go. We don't, uh, you know, we don't need uh, super high horsepower bikes. It's just a, it's a passion to ride. There you go. That's, that's, I, I could do that. Uh, Wade, <laughs> will the go Moto Guzzi actually uh, qualify for that? Or? Yeah, that or the KZ. Looks like he's got a couple of bikes there, Kevin. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Tom Montano, uh, one of the uh, 
continuing oldest, uh, not oldest age-wise, but uh, racers <laughs> with the AFM has been riding a Moto Guzzi. He was down uh, riding a Moto Guzzi for um, Andrew Gray and Guzzi Nerds. Um, we had three Moto Guzzis on the grid down at Laguna Seca. They're a regular uh, a regular mm. brand on the grid. So we've wow. had, uh, we also had a Ducati. You can run an old Panta. You know, an air cooled panther or something. Yeah, so, that's definitely classic. Yeah, we we're not uh, we're not exclusive at all. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, cool. I think uh, yeah. So Wade does have a couple of bikes he can run, and uh, yeah, as far as the AFM, I think that's great. Uh, I hope to get some of those folks calling in and uh, giving us a rundown of your organization as well in the in the near future. That way, we can spread uh, Racers Alley. Basically, I want to get uh, you know as much coverage for anyone out there in the motorcycle industry and. Uh, you know, uh, try to keep us going, especially in these hard COVID times, you know. And uh, I do hope to be out there, uh, AFM. I don't know if I'm going to be out there in March or April, uh, but uh, I do have my uh, – I guess I'm going to be running the R1 again this year. Uh, so that'll be <laughs> Hey, so. I heard – did you run the R1 uh, in the Hooligans race at Carson City? Wait. Oh. oh, yeah, I did. On the flat track? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, that's a different R1, but, yeah, I did. I did that. So I was out there with my son. We were running uh, the flat track at Carson City, and we said, who is this crazy guy on an R1 trying to run flat track? It was two of us on R1s, actually. Really? <laughs> we, we were holding up the back of the pack, uh, and then, and then they, 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 were, they were banging handlebars on twins. They're, they're big, bulky, and, and they fell down. And, man, we scattered. You don't want us running into you. <laughs> It was impressive to watch you guys on the R on the R ones because once they did get hooked up on that little short dirt oval, it went pretty good. It just was getting it around the corner, huh? Yeah, and so so I, I found out on that one. That was the one that I actually fell off on that one. Um, I cut my handlebars to where I could turn it as far as it'll go, and there is nothing else. And so I was sliding it in, and I ran out of steering lock. Uh, I, I go, well, oh, it's, it'll turn the wheel or something. No, it spit me over the handlebars like I was a fly on the back of it. <laughs> I landed right in front of it. It's like, oh, you better stop. So I just stopped. Um, I did minimum damage, but it didn't run right, and I had to go back and fix it. And So I decided, well, it was a good test, and it was a good practice, but I'm going to uh, now just do half miles and miles on it. <laughs> it looks a little big on a short track. Yeah, I, that was first gear. You could have unplugged it. <laughs> oh, you can do wop 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 wop. Uh, I got this one person who goes, yeah, it sounded really good. I was, I had, I was, it was the Santa Rosa. I wrote it also. I was, oh, okay. I was working uh, on how much low end can I get out of it, but this guy kept drag racing as soon as he got halfway on a straightaway. So, and we would go whoa, and then just explode because <laughs> I had a lot more. <laughs> And he did, and it, it would spin, and then you had to back off, and then it would light up again as it caught traction, and then you had to slow down. So Have I you just tried I, it at the Lodi Cycle Bowl. You need a groove track. I mean, I don't know about a cushion track on an R1, but how about a groove uh, track? I, I haven't I haven't done the, the Lodi yet. Um, I did, I did their their half mile, which w actually wasn't a half mile, but it was like Lodi. It was a it's a oval. It's it's a short um, round. And yeah, I did good on that. Um, but yeah, I decided not to take it out to Lodi. 
Um, it's really hard out there. <laughs> really hard. Um, but I took it to a half mile at, uh, uh, where, where was that? Um, was up north, about three miles up north. Santa Rosa? Uh, no, way up, way up. I, I did one, uh, it was a, and it was a cushion. It was a cushion. I ran these tires. Anything street legal is okay. I, go, I don't know about this. I got this knobby-looking street legal tire. <laughs> and I, 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 got, I read the thing. I got there late. I missed practice. Ah, I don't need practice. I started on the back row. And I go, we'll find out where it is. And we got out and turned, coming out of turn two, there was three of us. The slow guy and, the, and that's two fast guys behind him. And my throttle was endless, so I used it. And I'm coming out of turn three, and I go, I think somebody's driving. You shouldn't, don't be drafting me, not ride about now. <laughs> and I totally roosted him with pedals and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, he, he splashed me at the end, and I, uh, I went up later at the, after a one, and I asked, are these tires still legal? They go, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, everybody, everybody, everybody is sprayed. You well, got bead blasting on an R1 is a little bit different. Than, uh, <laughs> yeah, but nobody's also used to, like uh, Ascot used to, was good for it. You had to run protection, or you got sandblasted. Nobody's nowadays has done that at all, and they all got it. Even I was, the video. I watched a video on it, and the video was a guy that was in last place. And he even said, wah, 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 this guy roosted me. <laughs> you were just living, leaving big old trails everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, I bring, I bring up the flat track because, you know, that's what our bikes are. They're, they're you know, handlebar, wide handlebar kind of super bikes that were, you know, really born out of the flat track scene. And a lot of the racers like uh, – um, you know, Eddie and Wayne, Eddie Lawson, they yeah. all started on flat tracks. So yeah. it's a, it's a great, it's a great transition for you, Wade. Just, uh, forget the R1, <laughs> get the KZ, put your Flanders bars on that thing and, and come out and send it with them. There we go. Well, I, 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 I okay. think you may be seeing them out there. I, I bet you. <laughs> Not only know we yeah. have some bikes, uh, we'll, we'll be out there. We're, I plan on being out in the AFM races this year as well, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, run across each other, Kevin. That would be really, really yeah. cool. And, that would uh, be fantastic. Yeah, for sure. I'd like uh, you definitely call back. Uh, let us know how the season's going, and uh, I'll definitely keep in touch. Uh, as far as folks that want to be able to get a hold of you, uh, can you give us a contact on the year, how, how they can do that? Uh, it's probably best through Facebook and uh, just joining our joining our group there, and then you can uh, message us through um, uh, Classic Superbike Racing Association uh, on Facebook. Okay. Um, so. We do have also a website, which is um, csra.us. Uh, so csra.us. There's um, telephone numbers and contact information on the contact page on the website as well. Awesome. All right. I will definitely uh, also put that uh, uh, information on the Racers Alley uh, page as well. And uh, anyone uh, gets a hold of us, I'll definitely send them your way. And uh, Kevin, thank you very much for calling in. And like I said, I hope to see you out there on the AFM and uh, uh, Wade as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk about our uh, group. You guys have a great show. And um, uh, thanks a lot. You're welcome, Kevin. And we'll, we'll definitely talk soon. Right on. All right. Right on. Bye -bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Right on, that was uh, Kevin from Classic Superbike Racing Association, and uh, very good information there, and uh, hopefully I'll get you some more information on our Racers Alley Facebook page. So uh, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, Milk Crate's going to put on some tunes. Uh, what do we got here, Milk Crate? Before we put anything on, I have an announcement to make that I just heard from my friend Emily, which is our friend Katie Wakeman is engaged. Ooh. And this Ooh, next boy. song hey. is for her. <laughs> oh, hey. holy moly. Yeah, congratulations. Are you going to play White Wedding by... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission, uh, Mutiny Radio. And uh, boy, uh, I guess uh, we're going on, uh, I was saying earlier it was our second and a half year, but I think it's actually our third and a half year. But, Jeez, uh, it's been that long. It has been that long. Uh, when we started, I forgot, we had to remember we only had an hour show. So by the time we got warmed up, we had to shut her down. Yeah. So so we, we were on a while. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, a couple of years. 
Anyhow, uh, let's see here. We should have a guest on the phone. Can you say hello? Hello. Dustin, all right. Well, uh, welcome to our show, uh, Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio, Dustin. Uh, for our listeners out there, Dustin's calling in. He's from Track Days, correct? Correct. Uh, Southern California. So track days, uh, I believe you guys work out of Buttonwillow, correct? Yeah, we do have most of our events at Buttonwillow, but we also come up sort of your way. We go to Junitaka. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, Dustin, I, uh, I, I was reading about you on the Facebook here. Uh, you, uh, you've you been running track days since, uh, well, a couple of years now, correct? <laughs> uh, yeah. 2001? Uh, a couple of decades, actually. Started in 2000. 2000. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. All right, awesome. So uh, back then, I mean, track days were there. There wasn't a, as many as there are now. Uh, have you noticed a difference over the years, as far as? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we started, um, there was at least down here, there was just the guys that did the race weekend Fridays at Willow Springs, and um, and then I think there was a couple others, you know, and then you had this other than Dennis Pigolo's um and that the race weekend fridays you basically had your pick of reggie pridmore's blast thing or uh the california superbike yeah keep code so, yeah back then yeah that was like the only way you could get on the track back then yeah i mean racing. well other than racing i mean i guess when, when i started uh yeah the only time you'd really get practice is uh practice for a race before racing uh, race day uh so to speak and uh as far as uh, your track days organization, um, explain, uh, how, how does that uh, run? Well, you know what? We have a schedule of events, and um, we have events where uh, we split the riders up based on skill levels into groups. Um, some events have more groups than others. Um, you know, we do two-group events. We do three-group events. And most recently, we've been doing events with the new racer orientation as well. Okay, so the groups obviously are split up by experience and times? Well, more like experience. I mean, when you go into a track day, the times can vary greatly, but we try to break it up based on skill level. So, for example, if you've never been on the racetrack before, you're going to sign up for the speed group. And if you're a racer or you're been riding for the, uh, the track a long time, might be in the A group. Okay. You know, the, so it's like A group would be your experienced, your advanced riders. B group would be your intermediate riders, and C group would be your beginners. Okay. As far as uh, uh, track days, do you have a uh, separate instructors, or do you have any type of a class going on? Yeah, actually, we're we're supported by Yamaha, much like the wow. Northern California org up there that you guys are probably familiar with. But um, yeah, I have a I have a group of instructors, and you know we we take the new riders through a classroom time. Basically, every time they're not on the track, we invite them into the classroom, um, and then we offer them two up rides. You know, we nice. basically kind of steer them all day as needed. Um, you know, it's not like we force them to the class, but you know, if they keep showing up, we'll keep doing the class. Does that make sense? Yes, that's awesome. So uh, let's say I think Wade has been on a Yamaha day. So is it something like if you buy a Yamaha, they invite you to or towards your, your classes? You know what? Sometimes we have something like that. I, I don't think I, I don't 
don't think I have that in the last year or so. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you do some R world type stuff where, you know, Yamaha will sometimes pitch in on an event, and then based on that, the Yamaha riders get a severely discounted rate to the day, and you know, include lunch and photos and all this cool stuff. Nice. So it seems uh, it's Button Willow your main track. Uh, you, you mentioned Willow Springs and uh, Laguna Seca as well. Well, we we haven't been to Willow Springs in a long time, but yeah, we, early on we did a lot of stuff there. Uh, we did a lot of stuff out in the desert to Palm Springs um, for about another decade, <laughs> and then this year is kind of new, a different schedule. But yeah, we've got a ton of events at Button Willow, utilizing multiple configurations on the old track and then we also have some events scheduled on the new track that's currently under construction yeah wade and i were, were discussing that uh button willow has some exciting news going on so uh they've built a completely new course or are they working on that or it's an they're, extension yeah they're uh they're pushing a lot of dirt around at this point <laughs> uh, yeah they they've uh if anybody's been to button willow you this giant pile of rock um, kind of near the track entrance and you know I was there recently with the Yamaha pets and they had put a significant dent in that giant pile of rock and nice. I believe that's the base rock which they lay down prior to laying asphalt so um, you know it looks like they're well on their way I've driven the layout multiple times and the last time I was on it it looked like they had carved it out and hard packed it and were base rocking most of the layout already. So. Nice. So there's definitely cool. going to be uh, more racing out there, different tracks to go to. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a different kind of characteristic uh, from the old one, too. I mean, it looks like it's got, it seems like it's got quite a bit more high-speed stuff and hard braking, which is exciting. Nice. Right on. Yeah, I, I do like Button Willow. Uh, uh, as far as uh, the, the layout, I like the fact that, uh, you know, you got a lot of line of sight, that type of thing. And uh, definitely look yeah. forward to, to the new track as well. Uh, have you done anything like over at Chuck Chuckwalla Valley Raceway? Anything like that? Yeah, we have. That's the track I mentioned that's east of Palm Springs. Yeah, we, uh, we were basically there since they opened until this year. Yeah, we've we've read about it a lot. Uh, it's a little far for Wade and I, but uh, we've read. Uh, I guess recently they just uh, had a, had uh, their first races going on out there. They got a nice program. I'm hoping to get some of those folks out uh, on the show and uh, let us know what's going on. But it, it seems like a nice course. Yeah, I mean, you know, it looks like Snoopy, right? <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I don't know. I have to take, take a double look at that. That's awesome. Is it? Is it a, a fast course? Um, not not. Tremendously, I mean, it's um, kind of a flowing track. It's um, it's uh, got you know the typical desert man-made elevation. Mm -hmm. um, it you know it it's got a lot of decreasing radius stuff, which is kind of interesting. Okay. So get get you on your braking. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, are you having any uh, uh, classes out there, or are you mainly going to be at Buttonwillow this year? You know what. Um, don't have anything out there um the uh, i don't want to talk out of turn or whatever but basically uh i'm involved in another race series that's happening at button willow and as a result of that i don't have any 
name than Cabal anymore. Und I understand. Okay, yeah, uh, that is uh, the, the CRA, I believe you're, you're mentioning. Yeah, the, the California Road Race Association, yep. Yeah, that's another exciting uh, thing I, I read about on Facebook. Uh, can you s explain that a little, or is that something you're getting together? Yeah, so uh, it's something I've been working on for quite a while with some partners, and um, we're basically trying to revitalize, if you will, club racing in this part of the state. Um, mm -hmm. you know, that area, basically, since WSMC went down about a decade ago, yeah, I love it's those just guys. been starved for something, you know, and the people that live within a couple of hours from there have a couple of choices, you know, currently, at least, until our first round, is to either travel out to the desert east of Palm Springs or drive up to go racing at uh, Thunder Hill, right? So um, it just kind of makes it difficult for them to make that choice where, you know, now that we're at Buttonville, we're going to be, you know, within an hour from a lot of people. Yeah, so. it's a nice location, kind of centralized. Uh, as far yeah. as uh, also, it's very nice to have two racing organizations. Uh, I ran the WSMC as well, I believe. Uh, Wade Wade was out there uh, at Willow Springs at the more than once. Yeah, I ran at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's yeah, it's it's very cool to have two race organizations as well, especially if you're trying to you know uh, make a career out of it. The more racing is always the better, correct? You know what I mean? It's not even about making a career out of it. It's like it's about like just having the ability to go out there and do what you want to do, right? Exactly. I mean, well, racing. <laughs> you know, club racing. Club racing is, you know, a lot of people seem to forget club racing is supposed to be fun, right? So, you know, we we like to think of it in terms of um, sort of a, I guess you could say a vibe that I got when I raced with a club out in Colorado about 10 years ago. But I remember leaving that, that weekend with the experience and the thought that, wow, that was like a great bunch of dudes that were racing, and they were just camping. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they were like the racing was almost secondary it was like a camping trip with their homies and yeah, um, and you take your bikes out in the day and play with them that's it that's oh it. yeah you camp yeah, around so a fire like, and sing yeah. Yeah. that's yeah, it splitting each other's throats during the races and then their best friends in the pit after <laughs> yep yep right well, that's what Wade always says. You know, half the fun is really uh, after the racing. Uh, you know, the the evenings and such, yeah. uh, the camaraderie and all that, uh, which is yeah. which is great. You know, that is a good way to think of it because you know, yeah, at points, you know, I, I'd be uh, out there with the AFM or whatever, and uh, it can get a little stressful. Or you know, at certain times, yeah, it, it does seem a little bit uh, like the comp competition. And uh, yeah, it's nice to have uh, friendly neighbors and all that, and uh, to yeah. take a little bit of pressure. That that seems like a great idea. <laughs> yeah. I raced with AFM at Thunder Hill, uh, I don't know, 2014 maybe, 2013, I don't know. <laughs> and there was a guy in, in that pit that, he had that similar mindset, um, and he and, his, he and his girlfriend, they would have these epic barbecues that people would come to, and it wasn't like burgers and dogs kind of thing, like that guy had some pretty interesting stuff for a campsite mm -hmm. yeah sidecars <laughs> do that too i've got some yeah. really good meals that yeah. much better than the one you buy <laughs> oh yeah man yeah i mean uh, sean keen uh, uh, right? so you know that stuff like that is so key to keeping people feeling like this part they're part of the deal you know 
Well, it's a, yeah, nice to, to enjoy the whole weekend all together and let everything connect the dots, so to speak. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Sean Keen, with the, he ran the Dunlop tires. He used to have a lot of nice uh, barbecues and meals for everyone out there. Cool. And they, yeah, made it, made it nice. Like you mentioned, uh, it just makes it fun for everybody involved, which is, which is yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when we were doing the – when we were just racing out at Chuck Wall, I mean, sometimes in our pit there'd be like 70 racers. <laughs> yeah. And there was a bunch of different – bunch of different racers it was almost like a like a cooking competition <laughs> there you go the potluck yeah that's awesome <laughs> well i see here that uh you're, you're gonna be having uh i guess your your next uh, next track day is gonna be uh march 8th over at button willow yes yeah it's uh pretty much sold out with with the exception of a maybe two or three new racer spots that's about it well, that's always a good thing. As far as uh, yeah. the, you know, COVID going right now, I mean, obviously uh, everyone's got to keep separated and all that good stuff. But it's nice to know that folks are actually going out there and, you know, uh, getting out of the house, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we follow some guidelines. You know, we we do the mask thing when you leave your pit, you come hang out, and you know, we have a Zoom riders meeting, you know, that kind of stuff. But after after that kind of stuff, we're basically wearing helmets out on the racetrack exactly so, <laughs> so yeah everyone's uh, apart anyway uh, doing their thing which is which is always fun so yeah, uh out on, like, 500 acres right yeah, i mean great stuff <laughs> here, 500 acres <laughs> all the space you need so as far as that right. goes uh, I, I see that your next uh, uh day is going to be on april 26th at button willow um as far as uh, signing up uh, www.trackdays.com yeah, com. That's very important, folks, uh, for our listeners out there. There's a lot of different track schools, so get your spelling right and make sure you're going to the right track uh, and the right school as well. And, uh, yeah, so uh, very, very important. So uh, obviously, uh, since March is filling up, you recommend uh, to get on the ball for the April 26th class, correct? Yeah, I mean, the April 26th is going to be something different, too. You know, we're doing that uh, semi-private format where it's two groups and 30 minute sessions and only 30 riders in the group so um and we're going to be using a configuration that the california road race association is going to race on later this year so anybody that hasn't been on configuration 26 should probably sign up and get some time in nice so uh yeah get you get get a little bit of idea of uh, the way with the way the course is going um, so yeah. currently, do you have any uh, uh, races scheduled for the uh, Road Racing Association, or is it yes, something in the do. future? we actually. I think, um, I think the web guy is going to post it tomorrow, but the first event weekend, I believe, is June 12th and 13th. 6, 12, and 13. Okay, I'll make a note of that. And uh, so I'll look out for it tomorrow, and... Uh, and uh, once I get some information, I'll post it. And let's uh, let's make a point yeah. of having you on the show before then, and uh, let's let's sure. get that ball rolling. You know, that's very exciting. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, the the cool thing about what's happened is um, we, we we posted a provisional book for that club, and um, and we posted it provisionally because we wanted to have other eyes on the rule book, and it was really great <coughs> because the, the racers seemed to be super engaged. So uh, we did take in a ton of feedback on the rule book, which is exactly what we were looking for. And we took 
of suggestions and edit requests and all of that from the the ridership, the people that are going to race with us. You know, we took their words and put them in the rule book. So, you know, in a club like this, it's super racer centric. We thought it was important to have the racers have some input into how the rules are going to go. That's great, actually. Uh, everyone yeah. has a say, and uh, exactly. you know, the little things that you miss, everyone. That that's actually a great idea, and uh, you know, everyone yeah, feels we, involved we, as well. Yeah, we learned some pretty interesting stuff about uh, some certain bikes. That <laughs> we had no idea that we could use. Interesting. So, yeah. So certain bikes yeah, have apparently a. Apparently, some certain bikes have air transmission issues that require an aftermarket something, and <laughs> I don't know. I just ride the thing, right? So. <laughs> well, like the like, like the catch bottle, you know, uh, the uh, crankcase vent overflow and such from the old days. Uh, they don't really have that anymore, but uh, anymore, uh, anymore. But uh, last uh, well, last time I was at the uh, AFM races, uh, that bottle really did come in handy. So it's some of those little oh. things that, uh, you know, you kind of watch out for. <laughs> Anyhow, um, all right. Well, uh, Dustin, uh, let's get to definitely uh, get together before your June 12th and 13th uh, race. And uh, whatever I see on the face of my book, I'll forward on the Racers Alley site as well. And uh, let's definitely keep in contact. Yeah, let's that um you know definitely stay on top of the social on that stuff and the, the gra too you know i mean the, a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipe for that and sponsors announcing and that kind of thing so you know definitely stay tuned to that stuff as well okay great um that being said you're always welcome to call in uh with track days or cra dustin um you can, you know, have five minutes or whatever, uh, you know, announce your stuff, uh, say thank you for the sponsors, any, anything like that. You always feel free to call in and, uh, you know, let folks know what's going on. You know, this is always a podcast that you can actually, uh, after today, you know, uh, it's always on the Meet Me Radio uh, site as well. Yeah, I'm going uh, to look that up. I already, uh, already looked up your guys' podcast and I was <laughs> like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we haven't been around for a while, so uh, even my ma says, uh, what was on the radio last night? Sometimes it can be rather shocking, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be around for a while uh, for the season, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be... Uh, excuse me? You guys still ride? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, well, uh, you can ask me that legitimately, but uh, Wade, uh, he's still racing out there and such, but uh, yeah, uh, we both raced before, uh, Wade uh, more than I, obviously, uh, but uh, AFM members, like Wade said, he's been, uh, well, actually, Wade's done everything, uh, flat tracks, uh, sidecars. We're both uh, Isle of Man racers. Uh, we're hoping to do AFM again this year and uh, maybe some classic superbike racing. We'll see. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I'm tempted to go back and race AFM round one. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to try and get my R1 together and uh, try and get this year rolling and uh, uh, hopefully button wheel around one, if not for sure around two, and uh, go from there. But uh, I'm also definitely interested in the CRA uh, organization later this year as well. Uh, the more racing you can get in, it's always better as well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch on that. And uh, if anything, uh, we might run into you at, the cr uh, at the one of the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I guess I'll look for you guys on AFM round one, maybe. <laughs> All right, we'll make a, we'll make yeah. a point of it, and uh, yeah. Uh, we'll keep in touch. Thank you very much right. for calling in, Dustin. All right. All right. Cheers, mate. Right. Cheers. <laughs> right on, right on.
Okay, uh, Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Milk Crate's going to put on some tunes, and uh, we'll be back shortly. We just uh, heard from uh, Dustin at Track Days, and before that we heard from Kevin at the uh, Classic Superbike Racing Association. YRER, welcome back to Racers Alley. something 
like atonement. The men I answer to require answers of this town. Get your folks together, Ted. Shit is coming down. We're not riding bikes!
band said we dance in Mississippi at an Alpha Kappa dance. It wasn't me.
welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. All right, so let's see here, just discussing with Wade here what's going to be going on in the future, and I guess we're just going to get ready for uh, racing and the uh, start of the season, so uh, in March things will start rolling, in April a uh, little bit more racing going on, so we'll see what happens from there. But uh, again, uh, we're here at Mutiny Radio, and uh, I got to say uh, thank you to Pam Tastic, our captain here, and uh, she runs the show here. And uh, she has her own uh, schedules going on. Right now, uh, usually on Mondays, she has her joke workshop uh, at 6 p.m. here at uh, Mutiny Radio and Heart of the Mission on Mondays. The joke workshop, if you want to become a, you know, a comedian, this is a great time to do it. Basically, uh, she has uh, folks coming on in. They all have a couple of minutes to run by some, uh, you know, some fresh material. And from there, uh, everyone uh, kind of critiques. And uh, you go from there and practice how to become a comedian. Uh, it's not easy. <laughs> and uh, boy, you know, uh, from there, uh, once you get a little bit of material going, feel comfortable uh, talking in front of people and such, you can always come on Friday to uh, Pamtastic's uh, Comedy Clubhouse. It's at uh, 6 p.m. on Fridays here at Beatney Radio. And uh, right now, due to the COVID, they do have it out. Everyone, you know, socially distanced and stuff. But uh, it's great. You can always help support uh, Mutiny Radio here because uh, we're always uh, needing help. Uh, basically, through COVID now, it's uh, kind of hard to get uh, everyone having a show. So we could definitely use your uh, help here financially uh, at Mutiny Radio. So uh, Pam does have her show at uh, Comedy Clubhouse at uh, Fridays at 6 uh, Pamtastic, uh, again, runs Mutiny Radio. Uh, lately, which is cool, uh, with Mutiny Radio, she does, uh, you know, run a trip of comedians here and there. Uh, Asiento over here in San Francisco, a nice uh, restaurant. They have outdoor dining. She's doing an outdoor comedy show on uh, 7.30 on Wednesday evening. So call Asiento and make your reservations, watch some great comedy outdoors, and have a great meal. They do have some uh, wonderful-looking hamburgers there. And uh, Saturday, if you're out for brunch, uh, go to the Atlas Cafe, have some brunch. Around 2 o'clock, uh, go out in the parklet. And again, uh, Pamtastic will have a bunch of comedians out uh, with the Comedy Clubhouse. So uh, always great to support Mutiny Radio and Pam, who does a great job running, running the studio here. And uh, if you want to become a comedian, she's your way in. R-E-R. So uh, that being said, uh, let's see here. Wade, we got anything going on? <laughs> um, um, uh, what's up with sidecars? Uh, we got a whole season scheduled too. I was asked if I was going to confirm what dates. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, Arm Arma's doing uh, the big track and the little track at Will Springs, Ooh. and then in July is doing Laguna Seca. Okay. And then they're going back east. Uh, they've are they already raced. They've been, they've been racing. Well, Ar Arma, Damn. yeah, they they seem to get their their feet in the the racing are always early. Yeah, that, that was Georgia, the Roebling Road, and in Florida, classic raceways. Florida races all year too. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, let's see if we can we can work on that. Uh, you know, it seems like uh, nowadays we're getting more track days, more race race organizations, and something that I, I do want to you know uh, try is like let's try and get with. Finagle some track time and get some uh, sidecar racing going on here somehow. We'll we'll have to figure out a plan yeah. and see if we can um, get some people together. Yeah, because it, it is a uh, it's very very uh, unique type of racing, uh, folks. If you haven't ever seen a sidecar, they're very very cool. You have a, uh, a rider and passenger, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. First one supposedly at uh, Las Vegas with Wira. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna make it yet. Or, uh, uh, my my sidecar is basically ready, oh, nice. um, but I gotta 
get it all together, be able to move everything and, and get out on the road and, and disappear for the weekend. <laughs> well, let's hope that happens, you know. Uh, like I said, I want to try and get out there as well. So we definitely got the schedule and see if we can get together on that. Ah, well, let's see. Um, Danes don't care. Miss Emily is in the house. Uh, lately, I just uh, saw, I guess, a, a notice out there. What's happening, Miss Emily? How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Welcome back to Racers Alley. It's been quite a while since I've seen you as well. Boy, it sure uh, has. Thanks, COVID. And, uh, well, congratulations to your sister for getting engaged. Ooh, no problem. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> so, uh, what's happening? You been doing any riding? Me? Don't ask that question. No. I've been doing nothing. Oh, I was yeah. just showing Brian the chicken strips on my bike. It's embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Don't go look at them. <laughs> I think you're not the only one. This past year or so has been hard on everybody in, in, in a sense. So what's going on? Well, with the dames, I'm afraid not much so far because we're such a group <laughs> that it's kind of hard to do group things right now. But I do have something cool that uh, was posted on the dames Facebook page that I would love to tell people about because it was so popular that uh, the first day sold out almost immediately, but it looks like it's still open for the second day on the 6th of, I think on the 6th of June. Um, Meg's Brap. Are you familiar with Meg's Brap? Mm. Uh, no. Meg's no. Brap is a badass. And <laughs> she is teaching a women-only, sorry boys. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta wake it's up a one-day enduro skill clinic. From novice to intermediate, so that's pretty cool. I think you have to have your own bike, but um, basically, I'll just read right from the website. Uh, full skill day development opportunities. The foundation of our curriculum is based on fundamental trials techniques. If you're struggling with proper technique, this will allow you to achieve your full riding potential. It's best suited for novice to intermediate riders who want to improve their skill set with the techniques to improve confidence on the trail. So... It sounds like this would be the best way to get into, oh, what is it, District 36? Is that? 36, 39. Yeah. District 36. Yeah. Yeah. Dirt. Yeah, dirt. Yeah. Dirt. Dirt. This is a good way for you ladies to get into the dirt. Um, well, so dirt, dirt riding is a very, you know, good skill to have. I mean, it, it the best skill to have. a better uh, uh, yeah. street rider. And, uh, yeah, that sounds great. For sure, yeah. It's, um, there's... Very little that's required for this, except for having your own bike and being comfortable on a basic single track. So, can you ride in your parents' backyard? You're game. <laughs> we can do it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, let's right go. On. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure the dames will have stuff going on. I mean, it's the start of the year, so rides will come down. We'll eventually time. have stuff, but for to get ready for all of our next stuff, go to uh, it's it's uh, tractionerag.com and look for the. Get Schooled Women's Enduro on June 6th. June 5th is sold out, but June 6th is still going on. So the name of the organization is? is Well, it's Traction E-Rag it's what is what's selling the tickets. Traction E-Rag. Traction E-Rag, but it is Meg's Brap who is hosting it, and she is amazing. Sure. Nothing but good things I've heard about this one. So. And you can find her on the Facebook? I, I bet you 100% you can find her on the Facebook. Because I think I saw that under a Dames Don't Care banner that well that's where i saw it because people keep posting about it gotcha okay awesome so, so yeah. you can find it on the face of my book under the find dames. it on the face of my book under dames don't care motorcycle collective or you can look up meg's brap Meg, megan griffiths awesome so yeah. ladies want to go out there and uh learn the dirt learn dirt and uh, definitely gets you in shape and teaches you how to be a much better rider really i mean uh, nothing like the dirt 
Yeah, I'm terrible <laughs> at dirt, but I've heard that when you're good at it, it makes street riding amazing. And it's really, really And really it's yeah. really, really, really fun. Physical. Uh, yes, it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's healthy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right on, right on. Well, thank you, Miss Emily, and I uh, hope to have you on the show again very, very soon. Part Absolutely. of the record crew. Yeah, this is our first show, like I mentioned, uh, uh, since at least November. Uh, again, uh, oh, boy, I guess today is uh, Joey Dunlop's birthday, uh, RIP, uh, rest in peace, but I believe he would have been 69 today. Uh, so go, go Joey. Go Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's a, you know, oh, one of the best, best him. racers in the world. And, uh, yeah, uh, definitely awesome. Happy birthday. So that being said, uh, Wade, you got any more announcements? Um, not really. <laughs> Milk crate? Uh, nothing. Just, you know, uh, well, we'll be. Shout out to our great listeners that are always here for us. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right on, right on. Well, uh, again, let's say uh, welcome back to uh, Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio. We'll be back next week. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be here uh, Tuesdays from si- uh, Thursdays from uh, 6 to 8. Uh, anyone wants to call in, uh, you can always feel free to call in at 415-550-0511. Uh, you can always find us on, uh, I guess, Face Them a Book. I think we're working on getting a group together. But uh, Racers Alley is on there under Alex Torres somewhere. Uh, but you can find us. And, uh, yeah, uh, I guess uh, next week we'll probably have uh, fun track days here, uh, giving us a lowdown on their schedule and what's going on for the year. And uh, hopefully I'll have another race organization call in and let us know how their year's going in the schedule. What I'd like to do here is uh, get more organizations calling in and, uh, you know, let's get the word out so everyone has a good year and get some fun uh, riding going on. Again, uh, happy birthday to Mr. Joey Dunlop. Rest in peace. And uh, I guess uh, as well, um, my friend uh, Ronnie's uh, father, uh, Eduardo Viquez. Uh, again, he's uh, on a CB750 in the picture. Happy birthday as well. Happy Jar. birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right. So uh, next week we'll be back on the air from 6 to 8, uh, Racers Alley at Meet Me Radio. And uh, thank you, Mel Crate, for spinning the tunes. Of course. Yar, yar. Uh, you'll hear from us next week. Cheers. Cheers. So...
thanks to 8 p.m.'s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. San Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento at and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF at 20th in Alabama for Titans of Comedy. Every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. St. Valentine's Day Mascara, streaming live on Facebook, Sunday, February 14th, 11 a.m., an international affair hosted by Ms. Noir. Do you crave a carnal comfort? Are you longing for some lecherous lines? Is it seduction from a sultry thought that you're sitting, or would you rather be ravaged by a and dry? Care to venture a little voyeuristic versification with this lyrical liberty? Or could this haunting words that maybe would not type to an allegorical adultery? Why not slake your literary lustings in a press one-on-one? St. Valentine's Day Mascara. St. Valentine's Day Mascara. St. Valentine's Day Mascara. 14th of February 2021. 11 a.m. PST. Facebook Live. A date for everyone. Hosted by Ms. Noir. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. 
magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky, volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio, big up the number one station, the ruling nation, give it to me every time. My name is Breakfast. And I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, 
disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And 